gon' feel the heat. Yeah, they gon' feel the heat. They gon' feel the heat. Tell your whereabouts ain't they ready? Nah. Yeah, you gon' feel the heat. They ain't ready. Yeah. Let's get it. Biggest discussions, games of the week. All up for debate, you gon' feel the heat. Come listen in, come take a peek. Day and web gon' make you feel the heat. Who got the win? Who saw the feet? Take a seat, you gon' feel the heat. Let them speak, you gon' feel the heat. Mic check one two, you gon' feel the heat. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Feel the Heat. I'm your favorite host, Day. Webb is getting ready to check in. We're going to call this episode the Bowl Game Special. Plenty of bowl games coming up tonight, Friday. There's a couple of games on. There's some games on Saturday. Next week, Christmas week, we got a bunch of bowl games coming on. We got the New Year's Six games. Of course, our uh, playoff games going into the championship season for the NCAA football. But we're going to do things a little bit different this episode. We're just going to give you some predictions for our bowl games the teams we haven't been covering. Also, um, I'm really excited for a lot of players that I have personally been coming with B, um, covering with BYM Sports and their um, bowl season. Um, and then we're going to jump into the NFL and NBA. So we're not going to focus so much on the news, but we are going to do something special. As the year is ending, you guys know um, that we're going to go over the top 25 moments in NBA and NFL playoff finals or Super Bowl history, our favorite moments. If you have a moment that you would like to nominate, please get those questions, those topics in, or the selections in um, at anchor.fm forward slash feel the heat forward slash message or on Twitter at BYM underscore sports. All right, so tap in, guys. Listen, you're not going to want to miss this episode. Hey, guys. Welcome, Webb, for joining us. What up, Webb? What's going on? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, just trying to stay warm, as usual. Of course, of course, that time of year for you, Michiganders. Listen, you wanna, we want to apologize to you guys. Uh, we haven't put out any episodes in the last the last two times we were supposed to air. But, I mean, you know, life comes. We both work. We live in different time zones. Sometimes it, it's just going to happen, and we're not going to link up. But nonetheless, we're back. Like I said, we have a total different approach for this week. We hope you guys enjoy it. So um, make sure you get your selections. If you have a nomination that you would like to put in for top 25, your top 25 moments in NFL or NBA playoff history or final history, <clears throat> please let us know and send them in at anchor.fm forward slash feel the heat forward slash message or on our Twitter at BYM sports, BYM underscore sports. Or on Feel the Heat underscore KW. That's on Twitter as well. Is it so far? Go ahead, Web. Uh, Sorry. I had a quick question. Is it is it of all time or is it of the decade? 
Um, if I said of all time, I apologize. It's of the decade. Okay, I'm just clarifying to make sure. Okay, I apologize about that. There you go. So, what we're going to do different here is, you know, we usually give you guys our games of the week for NCAA. But this week, you know, bowl week starts off tonight. Um, Utah State versus Kent State kicks it off, and they'll be playing in the Frisco Bowl. I think it's brought to you by Tropical Smoothie. Um, Webb, who do you have winning this game? I mean, based on what I know on these teams, which is not a crazy amount, but who'd you say was playing against? Say it one more time. Utah State versus Kent State. The Golden Flashes. Um, I'm going to take Utah State. I'm going to take Utah State. See, I like Utah State because they have one of the best kickers in the game. Um, and they had um, jo- Jordan Love. I think he's a quarterback who was like on the Heisman Trophy campaign, but he kind of fell off. And then you have Kent State this year. They're having one of their better seasons. Um, man, this is tough, but I'm going to go with Kent State. And that's Go Bowl. All right, let's move forward. Let's see who we have next. Central Michigan versus San Diego State. I think this is the New Mexico Bowl. Who you got? Hmm. I like... I'm going to stay local. I'm going to go with Central Michigan. I'm going to stay local. All right. Um. So, I like Central Michigan. They do have a very potent passing attack, but their running game... It's kind of what sets the offense up. Um, but as far as San Diego State, their strength is not offense. So they're going to need to stop the passing and rushing attack by Central Michigan. And if they don't, it'll be game over. So I'm going to roll with Central Michigan as well. All right. So this weekend is to be here in Vegas. Um, the Las Vegas Bowl, Boise State versus Washington. I'm actually considering going because the, ch- the tickets are pretty much affordable. Who do you got? Mind you, Boise State is ranked number 19. Yeah, I was going to – I was it's Boise State. I'm taking Boise State. I've, I've actually watched Boise State every now and then. They got a solid football team. <clears throat> yeah, I like, I like Boise State in this matchup. Washington also has a really good quarterback. And, uh, you know, pretty decent offense. But um, as far as the season goes, Boise State has the most impressive um, resume this season out of the two. So I'm going to go with Boise State as well. And this game is actually next week, but I'm going to put it up there because people have been talking about it. It is the Independence Bowl, Miami versus Louisiana Tech. And it's Florida, right? Wait. Miami, Florida. Yep. It's not the... Which Florida is it? Which Miami, I mean? Miami, Florida. Hurricanes. Okay. So, there's been a lot of talk because, as you guys know, Miami finished their season losing to FIU, which is shouldn't be a crosstown rival, but FIU happens to be in Miami. It's maybe like 25, 30 minutes away from Miami's campus. Um, they lost to FIU. They lost to Duke. So there's a lot of talk saying this 9-3 and three Louisiana Tech team can get Miami. 
What do you think is going to happen? I'm going to go upset and I'm going to go with Louisiana Tech. At this point, I'm not even sure that Louisiana Tech would be the upset. Only because of their record, record-wise. But, you know, it's Louisiana Tech. They're not in the ACC. They're not in a Power 5 conference. But uh, Miami has... They've been very predictable. They haven't been consistent on offense or defense. They've had one of the better defenses in the nation. Their offense can't score. They never got in, you know, good rhythm with a quarterback, which quarterback they want to start there. Manny Diaz is going to have to change some things going uh, forward. If he doesn't, I think that this coming 2020 season may be the last time that he's in Miami. There's no way that you should be from Miami and you can't recruit Miami players, uh, so South Florida players to come there and play. Um, I just think Louisiana Tech, their passing game is good enough. And 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 they're actually pretty sharp to give Miami's D a problem. So I'm going to roll with you, Webb. I like the odds of Louisiana Tech beating Miami next week. So that covers the bowl games for this week. Next week on Tuesday, I know it's Christmas Eve. We'll get a short episode out, cover some more of the bowl games coming up that week. We'll touch base again next Friday. Um, but we're going to go ahead and get into this NFL. So you guys know the year and decade are coming to an end, and we have decided to give you our top. Kyle's top um, 25 plays moments in the NFL or NBA playoffs, finals, or Super Bowl for the decade. He'll give you five. I'll give you five. We'll start at our 25 and then he'll go and he'll give you his 25 and then so forth. Um, oh, we're doing 25, like, between the both of us? We're doing 25 each? I thought it was 25 between the both of us. Either way, it don't matter to me. Yeah, uh, 25 each. So five each this episode, guys. Um, Webb, go ahead and start with number 25 for you, NFL. Number 25 for me? Okay, this one is recent. I'm going to... I'm, I just bounce around. It's in no particular order. Honestly, I couldn't. I can't put these in particular order because all these all these things are spectacular. But 2018, Minnesota Vikings versus New Orleans Saints. Uh, it was a divisional round matchup. Ten seconds left in the game. I think you know where I'm going with this. No timeouts and trailing by one was the Minnesota Vikings on their own 41 yard line. Case Keenum throws a deep ball. And it's caught on the Saints 31 on the sideline by Stephon Diggs. And and safety Marcus Williams tries to dive at his legs and misses. And Diggs runs in for the game-winning 61-yard touchdown. A huge mistake by defense, especially um, uh, the rookie there. Yeah, I have that. You know what? I have that a little bit higher on mine but like you said yours is not really in particular order I'm gonna go ahead and give you my top 25 right here I got 2015 matchup Packers versus the Cardinals a divisional game this is called to me the Carson Palmer Larry Fitzgerald connection it was undeniable that game Larry Fitzgerald had eight receptions 176 yards the game went into overtime the Cardinals were down they came back and tied the game up the game went into overtime it's 2020 Larry Fitzgerald took a 15-yard pass from his own 10 to the to the three-yard line. And then the next play was a shuffle pass to Larry right out the backfield. And he was just making everybody miss and boom, right into the end zone. Uh, touchdown, 
win the game versus the Packers and move forward in the matchup. What about 24? All right. This one is an NF- NFC wildcard matchup. 2010 Saints versus Seahawks. Seahawks had the ball on the 32-yard line. Marshawn Lynch broke eight tackles and stiff-armed a grown man like he was a child and ran for a seven-yard touchdown that led to his led to the popular nickname Beast Mode. Oh, yeah, I remember that. They couldn't take him down. He wasn't going to go down for nothing, actually. I'm sorry, Webb. Go ahead. My bad. You there? Yeah, you can go ahead with yours. What's your next one? Okay. Yeah. 24, me, T-Ball Mania. Don't know if you remember this, Webb. You wasn't at the house this day, but I'm going to tell you. A lot of people say how trash Tebow was. I remember this moment. It's in my top 24. Steelers versus the Broncos. It's 23-23 tied up. It's another OT game in the playoffs. Whoever wins advances to the AFC Championship to play the Patriots and to, to lose to the Patriots. Tebow connects to um, Demarius Thomas for a game-winning touchdown to advance to the AFC Championship. I remember being in my living room with my brothers. Uh, Diego and Brad were still, I believe... Uh, Man, they, I think they were still like in either middle school or like for freshman and sophomore year or something like that in high school. And heck, T was there. And we were watching this game together. And at that time, Tebow had so many people believing in him, hoping for him. And then we all grew up in Florida, so we're, we're Gator fans as well. So see Tebow there, we're like, we want to see him do good. And I just remember um, we bought into the whole thing, like praying for Tebow to win this thing. And we gathered together. And I remember we all was in a circle. We huddled. We prayed that Tebow would win. And the next thing you know, he threw that touchdown pass to Demarius Thomas. And then the house went crazy from then on. Nobody thought Tebow could do it. He won eight straight games to get them to that uh, matchup. And then he went on to win. And then he lost to the Patriots. Okay. No, I wasn't right. I wasn't there for that one. But I do remember <laughs> what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. For sure. 23, Webb. All right. We got... 20, we're going back to 2012 NFL Divisional Playoff matchup between the Denver Broncos and the Baltimore Ravens. Third and three, 41 seconds left, down by seven. Joe Flacco throws a 70-yard touchdown to Jacoby Jones to tie the game up and go to OT. But the craziest part about that play is the Broncos had eight people in coverage and they only rushed three people and Joe Flacco threw a 70-yard touchdown. It's amazing what happens in the playoffs, man. You never count yourself out. If you make it to the wild card round, the playoffs, do not count yourself out. Anything can happen. All right, I'm going to go back to 23, uh, 2016 NFC Divisional game. I don't know why, but the Packers keep coming up. They seem to always either do something or lose it um, in the... In, 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 uh, playoffs so Packers versus Cowboys we're all tied up 31-31 and Rodgers drops a deep ball to Jared Cook on the sideline to set up the field goal to win it was initially a 30-yard pass ruled incomplete and then overturned um this was the the best year and this was the rookie year for Dak and Zeke and it was their best year I believe they won 13 games that season but they fell short to the Packers 2016 
All right, 22, Webb, is on you. Okay, I wouldn't necessarily say this is one specific play. I'd say it's, like, more or less a situation, but I think it still applies as, like, it's still a cool moment in sports history. April 15, 2017, this one's in the NBA, a day before round one of the NBA playoffs. Isaiah Thomas's sister, China Thomas, passed away in a car accident. They said her car veered off the road. She had a pole. It was reported she might have fell asleep. But as grief-stricken as he was, he still played in that game and led all scorers with 33 points. Although they lost, it's still a moment in sports history that I think won't be forgotten. Ever. He had a monster game. He, you, you remember he was, before the game, sitting on the bench, dribbling the ball in one hand, uh, his other hand over his eyes, crying, and Avery Bradley was rubbing his back. Yeah, comforting him. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I could have ever done that. All right, good one, good one. I like that, Webb. All right, number 22 for me, 2014 NFC Championship. This is more so a situation, another Packers situation. Um, The Seahawks were down 19-7 with a little over two minutes left in the game. In the fourth quarter, they rallied back to win. All right, it started with uh, the quarterback draw play, Russell Wilson for a touchdown. Then the little squib kick had a little bounce, and the Packers, I think, was um, their tight end at the time. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure who it was. Could have been Mercedes Lewis, maybe, um, maybe not. Don't quote me on that one. But he missed the catch after the bounce. The Seahawks grabbed the ball. The next play, Marshawn Lynch goes beast mode, and it scores 22-19. Green Bay comes back, they score a field goal to tie it up 22 to 22. And then it, it's not over. The game goes to O-team. Uh, o Russell Wilson throws a dime in the end zone to curse for the win. 21, Webb. Okay. This one is this one is probably is one of my favorites. It's near and dear to my heart because I'm a Celtics fan. One, this one's sad. No, I think this was two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Eastern Conference Finals Game Seven. Cavs. Celtics are down by four. No center in the paint, so you know what that means. No problems. Tatum drives the ball from the top of the key. LeBron steps up and absolutely gets poked on, and then Jason Tatum bumps him. And you know what happened after that. LeBron stared him down for a second. Like, okay, okay, we'll watch this. His two straight threes in Tatum's face to seal the game to seal that game and the Cavs went to the finals. I was so upset. Yeah, I remember that when I seen him dunk on LeBron and then give him a little bump like, uh, like I'm here. Like, boy, watch your step. I say, hey man, you just you just wrote a death wish, bro. You don't even know what LeBron about to do to you now. And you remember what Jay- Terry said about LeBron? I was just about to say that. <laughs> he was joking around with LeBron. I don't know who that is. And yeah, you you know how that story ended. Yeah, leave that sleeping bear alone. All right. I like that. I like that. All right. Number 21 for me. Um, I'm going to go ahead. And this is kind of like an honorable mention. It's like a little bit outside the decade, but right in the decade. But I'm never going to forget this. And it's hard to leave this out. Um, Devin Hester. In the Super Bowl, takes back an opening kickoff for a touchdown. Going into the game, there were doubts if the Colts would uh, kick off to Devin because he was 
the the best and, and most dangerous return man in the game. He's the best. And the left. What was that? I said he the best return man of all time. Name somebody. Better. Yeah, absolutely. The ball was kicked left. Um, Devin angled it right. And then he cut back left a couple of, you know, broken ankles. You know how he does a little bit of a juke. And he cut it back right. And the only thing between him and the end zone was the kicker. And you know how that went. We right past him, made a house call to the end zone, touchdown, Devin Hester. Love me. All right, guys. That, that was dope. Do you, do you remember seeing that one? I actually don't. Because okay. Hester has so many, re- has he's returned so many kicks. It's, it's hard for me to visualize that one specific one. Yeah, he does have so many, man. But um, definitely one of my favorite moments by Devin Hester. Um, I know we you switched it up a little bit. You threw some NBA in there. I got a couple NBA ones I have too, but we'll jump into that. If you have some that you want to throw in, you can. But right now we're going to focus on our games of the, of the week real quick before we get into of the NBA countdown. So games of the week, guys, only games that really matter. I don't care if your favorite team is the Giants and they're playing the rivalry. Well, I don't care. We're not mentioning them. They're not in the playoff hunt. They're not going to the playoffs. We're going to focus on teams that's going to the playoffs um, and championship caliber teams. So we'll start off with the Bills versus the Patriots. Who are you taking, Webb? Man. Uh, the Patriots' offense is suspect. Julian Edelman leads the league and drops, and Tom Brady just, he does not look as good. Doesn't look as good as he has before. I'm going to take the Bills. I know they're a hard-running team. Josh Allen's going to put his nose to the grindstone and try to get that dub. I mean, honestly, I put it on Josh Allen because he had he's the quarterback. So... But I'm gonna go dark horse and I'm gonna take the Bills. They're a good football team. Oh man. Um so you know the Patriots is my team. Yeah. It's hard to go against the Patriots. It's even more hard to go against Brady. The Patriots and the Bills both have, you know, one, two, three, wherever you want to rank them, top defenses in the league. Defense won't be a problem for either team. However, Tom Brady really doesn't have any weapons on offense. I mean, he's going to Edelman. Like you said, he leads the league and drop passes. Edelman is not who he used to be. Brady isn't who he used to be. And that's no snob, no snob at Brady. He's just he's just an older guy in the league, man. He's 14. And like Big Brad always says, it's time for some new blood. Right. I'm going to go with the Bills. Um, the last time they they played, Tom Brady did not throw a passing touchdown, and they only got a touchdown off their special teams. So I'm going to have to roll with the Bills. All right. The Rams need this win more than the 49ers. Who you got? Rams versus 49ers. Well, I got the 49ers. Just the Rams look sloppy everywhere. Uh, if you look at the Rams playing the Cowboys, they got blew out by what? Oh, at least 20 points. At least 20. At least 20. Aaron Donald was a no-show. Todd, like, I don't the Rams have a lot of, t- they're just like the Cowboys. They have a lot of talent. They're just not, they're not executing. They're not executing. But I'm going to take the 49ers. They're on a roll. 
and I hope they keep going. I want to see the Ravens and the 49ers. That's what I want to see. Well, we already seen that, and you've seen what happened, so. Hey. <laughs> All right, so this is my thing. With the Rams, um, you have to take into consideration on defense. Yeah, they added Jalen Ramsey, but that defensive front, you have Donald there, right? Right. But you lost Sue. And let me tell you something about Sue. He might not be the same type of player that Donald is, right? But teams are able to double team and focus on Donald and make the other players play defense and create disruptions in the backfield. And they have not been successful at doing that. If they don't do that to Jimmy Garoppolo, who you say is the biggest problem for the 49ers, the 49ers will win this game in a blowout fashion. If they can get to Jimmy and make him fumble and make him throw under pressure, and if Todd Gurley and Jared Goff can somehow find their groove back, the Rams will win this game. But if not, I'm going to roll with the 49ers. See, but here's the thing about the 49ers. They kind of dis- they kind of disguise it with with their with their running because they run the ball a lot and I think they're going with uh what's his name Mostert I don't yeah I can't pronounce it I know that's who they're who they uh who they said was gonna be their starting back last week and I'm assuming that's who they're still gonna go with this week who's gonna get the majority of the touches but I mean, when Jimmy's rolling, he's got he's got good receivers to throw to Emmanuel Sanders. Debo Samuels is nice. He's a nice deep threat. So, I mean, I like the 49ers in this. Cooper, Brandon Cooks has been a no-show all season. I mean, Cooper Cup, that's their bright spot. That's just what I'm seeing, though. That's, that's just me. You might have a different opinion. I definitely agree. I mean, the advantage that the 49ers have on offense, and we'll, I'll say this and we'll move forward, is that they have three or four guys at the running back position that can run the ball. Um, and every single guy that they have is undrafted. By the way, shout out to Raheem Mostert. He is from the 386. That's where I'm from. Volusia County, baby. New Smyrna Beach. Um, played for New Smyrna Beach. Uh, Barracudas. Pop Warner. So, uh, I'm going to run with the 49ers, man. The Rams got a lot of work to do. They got a lot of offensive weapons, too, but... I don't know what's really going on with the Rams. Let's go ahead and move forward. Cowboys versus the Eagles. Both these teams need this win to move forward and to clinch a spot in the NFC East. Who's it going to be, Webb? The Cowboys or the Eagles? I think the Cowboys, definitely. I mean, and I'm not saying that, like, Dak Prescott isn't suspect because I really think he is, but I think the Eagles in general, like, Carson Wentz, can, like, he can't do everything. Like, I think the Eagles, I can't, I can't even tell you how many drops the Eagles receivers together has had. Al, they just put Alshon Jeffrey on uh, IR, so he's hurt again. For the, he's out. Um, Aguilar has no hands. It's just what it is. So, I can't go with the Eagles. I got to go with the Cowboys. You know what? I'm not sure what receiver it is, and I'm going to go with the Cowboys too, but I'm not sure what receiver it was. But, oh, man, it's one of the hottest receivers in the league right now. Has more catches than Michael Thomas has more catches 
than all of the Eagles wide receivers put together. Crazy yeah. stat. I'm there's no reason to go with the Eagles. They don't have any um weapons as a receiver besides Zach Ertz. I like Miles Sanders. But if the guys don't come to play, they'll lose the game. And you already know their DBs can't guard nobody to save their life. So I'm going to the Cowboys. All right. Packers versus the Vikings. The Vikings really need this game. They're behind in the NFC North. Um, they don't have Dalvin Cook. They don't have Madison. They're going with Boone, who showed really good um, upside and ceiling last week. And- who you got? Um. Oh, I just wanted to say this before I make uh, my pick. Also, Xavier Rhodes got hurt last week. He left the game with a leg injury. So, um, I can't take the Vikings. Can't take them. I'm going to go with the Packers as well. Um, yeah, they just have the better team right now. And if Xavier, Xavier Rhodes is out, you don't have Dalvin Cook. You have Adam Thielen back. Who did look good but didn't get that many looks. Um, I'm gonna go with the Packers. I'm not I'm not gonna put it on Kirk Cousins because I don't trust Kirk Cousins. I just don't. He's been shaking. Yeah, he can't. You can't. Oh, and he'll make you lose all your money. Oh, and speaking of the Packers, as for as a little sidebar, did you hear that uh it was reported that Odell Beckham said he wanted to get traded to the Packers? And that would be a good fit for him, especially with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. His chances of winning a Super Bowl will be really good there. People will stop saying he's just any regular receiver. If anybody says that they don't watch football, they just be talking out their ass, I tell you that. All right, let's break this down. You guys know, we told you, give you top 25 plays. I'm going to go with my top five. I don't know if Webb has five, but he had two in the other section with the NFL. I gave you but I'm, five. Yeah, but I'm... Um, from my understanding, maybe I didn't make it clear when we were talking. We were doing five in the NFL, five in the NBA. Uh, so it'll be 50, 50 plays all together. Ah, uh, okay. It's all good. It's all good. Um, if you don't have any, I'll go over mine real quick um, for the NBA. I'm going to start with number 25. Game one of the 2004 or 2014 NBA Finals. Mono Ginobili gets the ball on the perimeter, slashes to the rim, pass Ray Allen, Pass Dwayne Wade and flushes one-handed over Chris Bosh. Game-changing moment for him. Uh, number 24, 2014. Game three versus Spurs. Uh, Spurs versus the Mavs. Uh, game is 108 to 106. The Spurs are up with less than, I believe, three seconds ago. Mavs run an inbound play to Vince Carter in the corner for three, and he nails it. Dallas goes up in the series two to one, eventually losing that series to the Spurs. Number 23, the 2010 finals. Lakers versus the Celtics, tied up three to three, tied up three, three. We're in game seven. Lakers led by Artest's defense and big shots from the three in the corner go on to win the championship. Definitely, this was a grinded out series. The Lakers were repeated champions. And had made their third appearance in three years in the finals and got their revenge on the Celtics from the, the loss in, I believe, 2008. Number 22, 2011 finals, Dallas versus the Heat. You remember the Heat were up in the series with Dwayne Wade and LeBron. Yep. Dirk was uh, battling a cold, and, and then you see a young, immature 
LeBron and D-Wade were caught up mocking um, Dirk pretending to be sick. Dirk comes out that same game and scorched them that game. Dallas goes on to win the series 4-2, to winning the final game in Miami. Yeah, that's something, we'll, that's something I don't really like to talk about. No. <laughs> yep. Uh, 2000 or my last one, number 21, 2013 NBA playoffs, Pacers versus the Heat. Pacers are up two under 10 seconds ago. Paul George blow, blows past LeBron and Tomahawks over uh, Chris Bird and Man Anderson uh, with Angus and one. So now they're up five against the Heat. Click, click, boom. PG caught a body. By the way, LeBron dapped him up after that play, but the Pacers go on to lose that series. Man, the, LeBron beat the Pacers every time they seen each other in the playoffs. He, they might have given them a run, but you know what? LeBron just be playing. He be playing possum with people. Let them get their hopes up just to crush their dreams. Paul George had a good team for a minute over in, over in uh, Indiana. He sure did until Roy Hibbert got paid and disappeared. Yeah. All right, Webb, you got anything else you'd like to add before we wrap it up? Nah, we can go ahead and wrap it up. But my bad for the miscommunication. I'll have more ready for you. I'll, I'll have more ready for y'all in the next episode. All right, ain't no good. Ain't no problem, y'all. We all good. All right, guys, if you got a nomination you want to put in, um, all right, hit us up. Anchor.fm forward slash feel the heat forward slash message. Twitter, BYM underscore sports or feel the heat underscore KW. Let us know if you got any, any nominations, if you disagree with any of ours. Remember, these are not, you know, the expert, what they say. This is what we believe, what we remember, what our top 25. So there's no wrong, there's no right. Um, enjoy your weekend. I know you guys are preparing to travel with your families for Christmas. Be safe and spread love. Talk to you Tuesday. Peace.